friends welcome to another week another episode i appreciate y'all for tuning in and dropping by for those of you new here process this is an opportunity for us to check in on our habits routines or daily disciplines and the things that uh, we practice that ideally make us or help us become and be the best versions of ourselves and, and one of the the core and most important things i'd say of exploring and figuring out who you are, how you operate, what makes your clock tick, how you contribute to this world. One thing I've learned in my short time on this earth, it's it's better when you're not doing it alone. Uh, and community and sharing is is maybe not way more, but just as important of the process as it is the actual process itself. So sharing and collaborating and picking and pulling ideas from one another that uh, might help you or not, but at least give you some awareness and understanding of your own experience will help. So I, I say that all because it's what this is. I'd love to share my ideas, thoughts, ways of doing about things. And if you'd like, I'd love to hear your thoughts, your processes, your behaviors, your practices, the things that help you become the best version of you as well. We can do so together. Now, having said that, spoke about a couple of things that are near and dear to me that help me on a daily basis better understand who I am, how I operate, what I value, and, and all those things. Uh, first one was just the importance and value that writing and journaling and just the actual act of reflecting has been for me, the power of the pen, if you will. Secondly is meditation and how in practicing meditation and my journey with it, uh, it's helped me understand certain things and components of myself. Today we'll talk about one that I'm sure, not I'm sure, I know everybody here has, has had exposure to. It's the value and importance of exercise, treating your body and your physical health as the temple that it is and what that means, how it works, things that I've struggled with, things that uh, I've milled out that I'll try to incorporate on a daily basis and I know just my, my continued journey with it. Before getting there though, figure it would be a good opportunity as well to kind of check back on the last couple of weeks, just to look through my thoughts, my meditations and see, excuse me, what ideas were there that I'd like to kind of dig into further and better understand. And yeah, then take it from there. So one of the, one of the first things I was looking back that I stumbled on and I say, I kind of stole this, not I kind of stole this. I know I stole this um, from my girlfriend and her conversations. And one of the things that she's, often done, um, similar to me and, and maybe similar to you if you're listening, is uh, it's very easy to be critical of yourself, especially if you have high expectations, you you want and desire things, you, maybe you're, uh, you're ambitious and you have big goals that you set out for yourself. If you fall short or just not hitting them, you can quickly become critical and disgruntled and just challenge yourself. Sometimes for the good, oftentimes for the good, if maybe that's how you take and operate where you're, you're never satisfied and you're motivated and you're pushing and, and so on and so forth. But in the same breath, it, it can also be negative and critical, which is what this reminder kind of was for me. It's a practice she, she, she actually learned from psychotherapy and it's in any and everybody here. We have our childhood traumas, the things that are formative and are a, a 
big reason as to how we think and work within the world based on some of the traumas that we have when we're younger. And in exploring and seeing those childhood traumas, what you can do if, say, then you're being critical of yourself and maybe too negative or too cynical on your performance or what you're doing is to speak to yourself as if you are speaking to the four-year-old version of yourself, literally, not figuratively, but literally. And in envisioning your four-year-old face as you then talk down or poorly to yourself upon your performance or what you expected to happen and didn't or how how you can do so much better and you're disappointed or whatever it may be, it becomes much more challenging. I don't know. Kids we are, see as these pure beings until they go through their traumas, they're, they're untouched. And I think the practice really just invokes a little bit of empathy and compassion for yourself, which I think is important because uh, often – while yes, you might motivate and be ambitious and push yourself and uh, be critical of your performance or whatever it may be, you can also go too far and everything is good in moderation. So in going too far or taking a step back and not going too far, uh, you can do that by simply just think of your four-year-old self. And that's the idea that I stole from uh, my girlfriend's experience, but what I was thinking about, I don't know what triggered it or sparked it, is from ever being judgmental or critical or in disagreement with another person, while you might do your best to challenge the idea and not the person, you can muddle the waters at times and you get heated, especially if you want to change the way that they view the world or change the way that you're about to go about doing something with them or just you want to manifest and change whatever is about to happen in the future in some way to do so you gotta you gotta first understand all the different angles and the perspectives and if you're anything like me you often will just try and like square peg round hole and brute force something until it fits but you can't sweat equity and just work your way through anything sometimes it makes sense to take a step back and gather an understanding of all of what's going on before trying to pose a solution or pose a way to, to go about changing something and if you think about somebody or something that you're going to be critical of or judgmental of or in disagreement of, just think of that four-year-old person. Think of that person as a four-year-old person. It should invoke that same empathy that you, you will ideally have for yourself. But even more than that, it will allow you to break it down into layman's terms and and try to be as compassionate as possible. Like, hey, here's the true intention of what I'm trying to say. What is it you are trying to say for yourself? And let's see how we can mold those two together as opposed to becoming very frustrated, angry, impatient, whatever it may be with that other person. So a quick hack, if you will, something I've been thinking about to help me not be so reactionary and critical of of one another and if it's if it's good for you it's got to be good for others if it's good for others got to be good for the world so yeah think of four year i don't know it's a (laughs) won't go there but yeah think of think of one another in a child in pure form before you're judgmental or critical another thing that i'll often come back to because i think it's it's good for me and good for 
for all around me is just the importance of gratitude, the importance of just being thankful and appreciative for whatever it is, no matter how little or small that it's kind of going on through your life. And I say that or preface that because if I look back on last couple of weeks in my life, I've been extremely fortunate. I, I can I can think back and I can feel as if there's like two distinct sets of like three to four days where so many elements of my life and the things that make me feel whole and full were just kind of running at a good pace and and kind of going to a really, really nice beat or rhythm. Nothing seemed like out of tune or out of whack or out of focus, physically, mentally, socially, intimately, professionally, all the things that uh, compose you. I just felt like they were all working. And I felt very at home and at peace with with that. And like any good or like any high, there's a low to match it. And uh, I can also see some of the the troughs in the past couple of weeks where I maybe let one or two things just really change the course of my day that shouldn't have or had the potential to not have. And it's disappointing. It kind of disheartens me that it did because I know that I missed out then on potentially a longer streak or set of beautiful days solely because of me, solely because of my attitude and my minds, my reactions to something. And I think that's what we want to strive for. We want to strive for as long and as full of a life, full of gratitude and fulfillment and just enjoyment and fulfillment. And often it's going to be yourself to get in the way. And maybe just a mental check or reminder that you are your biggest enemy as much as you're your biggest friend. And it helps to go back at the end of the day or the following day to kind of evaluate and assess like, why was yesterday so shitty for me if it was? Or why was it so great if it was? And then apply that maybe critical eye speaking to your four-year-old self to say, uh, was that necessary? Were there other ways to go about this? Um, why did I do this? And so on and so forth. Uh, similar to, yeah, similar to golf, similar to bad shot. <laughs> you have an idea in your head, you draw it up a certain way, you think it's going to go in this manner, you swing and it just looks complete opposite you can't let that deter you from any subsequent attempts you can't let that deter you from the rest of the round and you can't let that uh, distract you from the beautiful day and time and space that's around you that is the fact that you're out fucking golfing and swinging a stick in a field with probably a bunch of your friends or new strangers that you know have a, a shared passion so don't get in the way of yourself and be compassionate to yourself and be compassionate to others. And you might just have better, more full days. And the last thought I stumbled on, maybe not the antonym to, to gratitude, but one that's maybe, it seems a little more negative or cynical, but I was thinking about death. Well, I often think about death, but I was thinking about death one morning. I think it was just in a workout, exercising and because no music and maybe I was still waking up, I just started thinking about death. And you find that, I don't know, as I speak to older people or people maybe that are starting to see the mortality in their life and have more life to look, 
back toward back. Yeah, more life to look behind them as opposed to life ahead of them. I typically find those people have a different perspective and a different appreciation for life and a different appreciation for each day. Actually, my grandma, she's, I mean, it's like this old Jamaican lady thing where they just send you little Instagram photos or infographs that they pull from clip arts or whatever of just happy X. What a beautiful day is that today? Uh, maybe some religious ones and importance of God and Christianity and love and all that. She just sends me these little notes each day. Evidently it's something that resonates with her when she reads them. However, she finds and stumbles across them. And to her, it's important to share that with her friends and her family near and far every day to say, Hey, be grateful, love, appreciate all them things. And it'll maybe turn out to be a better day. So I say all that because uh, in approaching death, maybe you become a little more grateful and appreciative for just the extra crack at life that you have because you have the extra crack at life and just thank God for that. But why wait? Why wait to have that attitude or mindset? Because it isn't guaranteed. And I say that because what I'd stumbled across or was thinking about was we worry about, or maybe not we, I worry about death off. Maybe I'm somewhat fearful of it. And I do all these different things and project and try to manifest all these different things to prolong and have this life of fulfillment and enjoyment as long as possible. But I don't know if that's the best way about it because that's almost being negative or cynical or critical of death. And I don't know, we have no fucking idea what it is, what it'll feel like stealing this from John Donaher, but I think when he when he was being interviewed by Lex Friedman, he said something along the lines of like, are you afraid of dead? He's like, fuck no. Why? Um, I've been dead for, or I was dead for all the time memorial before my time. And then I had maybe what short 80 years and I'm going to be dead for all the time after. So put my ego aside, that blip in the space time is fucking nothing but that, a blip. So why think of anything more think that it's maybe something so drastic or monumental and i thought that was interesting at the time i never really sat with it for for long but i came back to it in this different perspective i might be trying to have is maybe you can just like welcome maybe maybe not welcome death you can accept death accept it for what it is and in doing so i don't know i feel as if I'll be able to not be so critical of myself and critical of others and just maybe be a little bit more appreciative. And I find that maybe in doing so, I become a little bit more free. And the suffering, the suffering that is my life, it's going to come at an end if, if that's really what death is. It's the end of my suffering. We're only walking towards our death. So the event actually happening is, it could be the greatest thing for you. It could also be the worst thing, but who the fuck knows? Point is, is that like, don't let that time that you cannot avoid take away from whatever's going on in front of you. And maybe that's the freedom that I'm looking for or you're looking for is if you appreciate it, accept it, maybe not welcome it, but it is what it is. 
if you do so, whenever it comes, you weren't thinking about it and letting that take away from the gratitude that was in front of you all along. I think there's a lot to learn from old people. I think that there's a lot to learn from old people and and accept that you can finally just be, finally just be who you are and what you care for and cherish it. All right. It's a little longer than anticipated and kind of just reflecting on a few of those thoughts, but shifting gears to a way to maybe mill some of these ideas or how and why I look for some of these ideas as much and as important as it is to, to treat your, your, your mind and your brain with care is to do the same for your body. And I think a lot of the anxieties, the depressions, the strifes that we have individually and collectively society just stems from our lack of attention on important and like core things of being a human. And as a monkey, you got to move, you got to run, you got to exercise. I think the physical health and the challenge and the suffering that you can put yourself through in exercise or like hard physical labor is so undervalued. And only as I grow older, do I appreciate it more. When I was younger, maybe I took some of the things my flexibility, my strength, my agility for granted. Kind of think you'll have forever. You think youth is infinite, but fuck, that's not the case. It requires work and repetition and effort to maintain and sustain that. So I can share maybe how I look at exercise or or how exercise for me has evolved over the years. I do want to speak about martial arts and karate. It's something that it's been core maybe to my exercise and how I even found it in the first place. But one of the main things that helps in putting some exercise in at any point in your day, but I prefer at the beginning of your day, is a lot of like when you push and challenge yourself is to find what you're capable of. How far can I push myself before I break? What is my breaking point in in X, whatever activity that may be? And in finding your breaking point, you'll realize what you're capable of and what you're incapable of. You'll see where something flips. And the closer and more often you get to that breaking point uh, is the more malleable that breaking point becomes. You can push it a little bit further and push it 1% higher and 1% higher and 1% higher uh, or lower. The point is once you're aware of where your breaking point is and you're aware of your body and uh, what it's capable of, uh, then you're not working so blindly and then you can try more things. So it's about reaching your potential and reaching your potential starts with just finding where your potential is today. And the thought that stumbled on my candidly when I was just fucking struggling to get up and get moving, I wanted to, to, to stay in bed and snooze was again, guilt is maybe a big driver for me, but if I leave it on the table, if, if I don't exercise today or I don't do some sort of movement today, I'm just not realizing some of my potential. I'm missing something. And the sad thing is, is I'll never get that opportunity or day back. I will never, I'll never be able to see what I'm capable of because the more effort, the more investment you put into it, the more you'll be able to return in the long run or be rewarded with in the long run. And it was maybe sad for me in the realization. And so far as there may have been many days where I've prolonged or delayed or avoided it. And, and now I'm missing out on that potential for the rest of my life. I will never know what I'm capable of. Maybe a guilt hack, a guilt trick to help 
keep you and keep your mind in check when it's trying to to do certain things. Uh, you're, you're, you can be your biggest enemy. I think in exercise and in testing your physical health, I think what's really un, untold about it is it's just as much, if not more, a mental challenge and mental test than it is a physical test. And what happens as you practice and get into more forms of exercise, be it running or weight training or just certain amount of steps each day or a sport is you find like this flow state or rhythm and you find this place where things just seem to be clicking and you kind of long for it. You long for just the way your brain and your mind is kind of thinking about everything at that specific point in time. You almost feel as if like you're not, it's effortless, which is odd because sometimes maybe something super arduous and physical you're doing, but it just seems as, seems as if all things are running. And why I say that's, that's undervalued or untold is because that maybe m- mental uh, task that you're then putting upon yourself, you can apply that same like rhythm and routine and flow state to other components and aspects of your life, just professionally, personally, socially, you can just get into a rhythm and way about doing things where it just seems effortless. And you can only get that effortless feeling by putting in a shit ton of effort because then you can, again, be aware of your limitations. You can be aware of your capabilities and your incapabilities and ideally explore more what likely you're ignorant to how much you can do. And I think that that's what you realize over time is just how fucking strong the body is. More often than not, it's just yourself getting in the way of doing things. One of the things that I stumble upon, honestly, over the last three years, four years, I've, I've ran here and there, uh, but nothing ever really serious. Just maybe as the toxins built up in me or I felt super unhealthy, I'd say, fuck, I got to go for a run. I got I to gotta sweat this one out because you can't. There's no other way to get this this last few X or X amount of days of whatever out of me other than just sweating it out. So I started running and over the last two years, we'll say I started to be a little more routine and disciplined with it where I'll set run goals for myself. I'll try to go out three to five times a week this year up until I want to say like a month ago, probably six weeks ago now or so. I said, let me see if I can run daily and what does that look like? And running's an interesting one. I think one of the most interesting of exercises because, fuck, I think any runner will tell you they fucking hate it. Running sucks. You run to stop running. You run to just get it over and done with. Why you do it's an interesting one. It's because it's like, I don't think that there's a runner's high, but I feel as if you, you find that flow state or meditation, that place where it becomes effortless eventually. And you feel good after that because you tested and challenged yourself. And I remember when I first started like running 5Ks, after the first 800 meters, my lungs were popping through my chest. I felt as if I was about to collapse. I was worried about like, shit, I hope my phone can dial 911 if and when I just completely suffer heat stroke and just can't operate anything. But what happens is you kind of, one of the mantras I gave to myself is just like left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. Put your head down and just like take one foot at a time, one one step at a time, one step at a time. And if I was running 5K, I'd break it down into smaller goals. Let's 
let's at least just make you focus on the next 100 meters. Let's get to that stop sign in front of me. You set the goal, 100 meters, the stop sign, put your head down and left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. Boom, you're at the stop sign. And you just kind of keep putting further and further little like incremental milestones. And then you focus on the little baby baby steps. And what happens is next thing you know, fuck, you ran the 5K. And, and that surprise, that surprise is what you can apply to so much more of your life beyond like the physical constraints, the physical limitations you put upon yourself. Because I think in the same way you don't think your body's capable of a lot of things, I think we all suffer from imposter syndrome and we think our mind and who we are isn't capable of some things. And it's only through trying, putting yourself out there, testing and seeing and becoming aware of what your limitations and capabilities are, can you actually then push them further. And exercise is a great practical uh, application of that to see what that actually looks like. I'd like to explore running a lot more and a lot further because it's similar to meditation and writing. And that, like, it's just one that it just, it's so cathartic and it feels very primal to be able to tap into an instinct almost that helps you understand your body and your brain and all those things. So understanding your potential. To quickly touch on how that kind of plays over in weightlifting, why, if if you're an objective person or you like numbers, lifting weights are just the physical demands of can I lift up 20 pounds, 30 pounds, 40 pounds, do these various exercises, just becomes objective. You can see the numbers and similar with writing down your thoughts. You can keep track of uh, your repetitions and how weight and how heavy uh, week over week. And what happens if you do that for three months? You can just see progress. You can see growth. Um, and weightlifting just allows you to very objectively see your performance improve over time. So long as you stay disciplined and committed to uh, whatever it may be. And through running, through weightlifting, you'll ideally invest the time each day. And when you do so, you'll you'll leave it on the table and leave it all out for show, give it your best, feel well spent, knowing full well that you got those gains, you got those uh, small improvements for your life, and you didn't leave shit on the table for somebody else to take up for you. So it feels good. It feels good. And and that comes from just like setting a small goal for yourself. And the one that I, I think is hard to uh, miss, or easy to miss, sorry, with this is to fucking enjoy it. Still while it may hurt, it may suck, may not look forward to it some days, you do it and you can change your attitude or mindset because just you're fucking grateful that you can even do this and have the opportunity to to still use your legs and still be physically fit or whatever it may be. Yes, it's suffering and torture, but it's also your greatest gift. It's also just an absolute blessing. So I hold on to it and cherish it. And I think that's what exercise does. It's just a testament, a little sacrifice to um, the opportunity you have in front of you. Now, that's running, that's weightlifting. Where did it all start, though? And this is one that I could could go on forever because this has just been so uh, core to who I am. And I really stumbled upon exercise. Like any like any kid, you, you kind of fall into a sport or get enrolled in uh, like North American kid at the bare minimum. If you're lucky enough, you'd be registered in classes or sports or activities and extracurriculars. One for me, uh, I don't think it's even because of my my 
Chinese heritage that just happened to be behind beside the piano studio that my my older sister went to was was karate. I stumbled into karate. Uh, I practiced chidoru or practiced chidoru uh, since I was six years old. And if there is one thing that has been extremely influential or just as influential to how I view the world, um, as much as like the the parenting that I've been given, that has been nothing but a blessing. It's been martial arts because martial arts and chidoru, uh, almost like another parent, it just has shown me the value of discipline, of hard work, of respect, and that comes through a, a nice little balance of both the mental and the physical. Um, there were mantras uh, and sayings that we would start and end each class with that I'll tell you candidly, like as a kid, I fuck, I was kind of frustrated with, I was like, ah, oh, we gotta, gotta waste a little bit of time and say these, these little poems is what I thought of them as. Um, and I just want to like get to punching and kicking or running or, the physical activities of, of, of martial arts. But in hindsight, man, it's, it, it's the epitome of just like good training for kids and maybe indoctrinating them somewhat into a religion that's only uh, emphasizing the importance of uh, values and practices that if everybody picked up, I feel as if, again, we would just live in a better world. And as an okay, I, let's take a step back. As an example, like I look back on um, the Chitauri logo, uh, and I've done this now for almost uh, shit. I've done karate now for just over two decades, and one of the I was looking it up because I kind of remember it, not as well as I used to, but I was looking at one of the mantras and what we started class with, or in class with rather, was uh, Showa. Oh, bear with me, my Japanese. Let's give me a crack. The show is a poem authored by Osensei and spoken in unison at the conclusion of each class. Uh, Showa, wareware karate do o shugio shurumono wa suneni bushido seshin o wasurezu watunino matinash soshito tsumereba kanrazunu tasu. I don't remember that last part. I don't really got have the flow, but uh, that translates roughly to "Will you study karate do should never forget the spirit of the warrior's way. With peace, perseverance, and hard work, we will not fail to reach our goal. I chills fucking reading that and hearing that. Because it's just one that I, I said so many times as a kid growing up, and I just never really paid attention to what it is. But peace, perseverance, and hard work, we will not fail to reach our goal. If that's what you're indoctrinating teaching children at from a young age that is the epitome of you're fucking capable of anything your potential is unlimited it is up to you your hard work your peace your respect your perseverance to achieve and get that and that's the warrior's way and that's martial arts and that's just one martial art there are so many more that teach discipline ways of, of going about finding that balance of of physical and mental uh, meditation that I, I can't but help think uh, martial arts is not just the most beautiful uh, example and expression of, of physical and mental and spiritual health. It's just such a, a good balance. And this was also interesting for me in trying to put all those pieces together. The logo, the crest that I that was on my gi for so, so long, uh, I didn't realize there's meaning in 
yeah, meaning behind the way it's designed. It looks like a little circular crest in the dead center of it, uh, a, a whole circle that then expanded, uh, and the whole circle represents the sun, the center of the universe, almost like these wave-like patterns that come out from or emanate from the middle. There's there's two parts of it. The upper left is and are your hands, and the bottom right, uh, the opposite are or is the universe. Maybe I'm looking too deep into it, but like your hands uh, as a, a human monkey, it's how you mold the world, how you flip and change the world based on what you think and feel and what you uh, project. And that is upon the universe. And you do that. And the things that kind of run counter to the hands and universe, which run against each other is karate do, the warrior's way and chitaru, uh, just the words of the practice that we're doing. And through that practice and through that discipline, you can kind of see this beautiful balance between the universe and yourself. I don't know. It just, it, it, it's this, it's this beautiful thing in martial arts that you would never believe you get from kicking and fucking punching. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I can't but think of, of a better way to just teach great values to our, our future. I'll never forget. So I have, um, quite a few stories over the years of my senseis, just some of the like little pieces of wisdom and lessons they've given me. One thing that stuck with me for quite some while, uh, one of my wrench, uh, my wrenchies, uh, high, one of the highest sensei in the, the dojo, I was being tutored by his son actually, academically, because he was an engineer and he was helping me in grade 12 physics and I struggled with it and I hated physics. Oh, I hated it. Um, I just didn't understand it. Maybe uh, at least that was the excuse maybe I was giving myself, but I struggled. I was getting poor grades. I was going to extracurriculars or extra lessons. Felt as if I was doing my homework and I just could not get the grade or outcome I was, I was hoping or had expectations of. So got tutored by uh, uh, Sensei James did my best and and it was at a time where like I thought I was gonna be a neurosurgeon I had to get into medical school and I had to kind of go through these these steps and one of them was obviously doing well in physics that you can open up certain universities open up certain applications and and all that and I just I was super critical I said well shit if I'm not gonna be good or understand physics I'm never gonna become x never gonna get y yada, yada, yada. and you go down this rabbit hole and I was complaining one day to Renchi or maybe I was just in the dojo just saying like, well, what am I ever going to amount to? And you just kind of broke it down. Like, well, what are you struggling with, son? Like, what's your goal? What's your outcome? What's stopping you? And I just kind of boiled down. It's like physics. It's, it's, it's the blocker for me that I just can't get past. And unfortunately, now I got to think of like a plan B and plan C and different options and angles of how I want my life to unfold because I just can't understand and figure out a certain problem. And maybe it's just a, a lesson of of not giving up and perseverance again, uh, because I was falling to play victim, I guess, upon myself and look for sympathy and angles and different ways to go about it. And my sense effectively just pulled me aside. I was like, look, if this is your goal at the end of it all, this is what's in the way. And you're trying to come out with all these different angles to maybe fix that problem. Why not just like go to the root cause and tackle physics head on if you are struggling with so much will walk me through all of what's been done, what could be done further. And let's say if we were to change this, what does the future look like? 
And maybe it was just having somebody sit me down and just challenge and push me and say like, no, like you can just, you can maybe not, not even push a little bit harder, but you can take your head out of your ass and see what's actually in the way and then create a plan of action. And it's just one that sticks out to me and stuck out to me for, for quite some time because maybe even going to all those extracurriculars and lessons and trying to figure out physics, I already had this defeatist mentality uh, that I was incapable and my potential would never be where, where it needs to be. Uh, and I kind of just went into the, 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 the race with, with both my legs chopped off and, and I had the hand, the knife in my hands. So yeah, you can't beat yourself up. You, you can be cautiously optimistic and just be just grandiose in your, in your goals and have high expectations for yourself and push. And you never know where your potential will kind of lie. Yeah. So all that to say, uh, enjoy it thoroughly. Think running and, and working out and, and the physical demands of exercise is something everybody should pick up. If you don't want to go through those, try martial arts, register for a class, see what it's like, uh, see what you say, tune into what you're actually saying and doing and reflect on it. And it's, it's a powerful practice. It's one that I think a lot of, uh, of great philosophers and thinkers uh, and just persons as a whole have, have dedicated some time to. Yeah. Value exercise, value your body. You only have one of it. So cherish that, cherish that holy. Now I figure I'll wrap it up. I mean, spoken about uh, gratitude, death, exercise, physical and mental um, battles, um, speaking to your four-year-old self. One last thing that I want to remind myself and maybe go into this week practicing is one that I stole, or maybe not stole, I got to stop stealing. I was inspired by, uh, one that I was inspired by uh, the YouTuber, filmmaker Van Neistat. We were just talking about to-do lists. And he was inspired by one of his mentors where she didn't call them to-do lists. She called them do lists because they're not to-do, they're going to get done. So they're, they're due, they're doing lists, if anything. If you plan things out, you break down your process into like smaller little goals and you say like, hey, this is what I want to get done to achieve X. Uh, and these are the little things and tasks I need to accomplish to get there. What do we do? It's, it's an interesting practice, uh, almost similar to just writing down your thoughts over time. Uh, those tasks are how you'll ideally act. And it's just like documenting your actions and documenting what and how you'll you'll shape the world. And in changing your mindset from like a to-do list to a do list, um, maybe it, it, it delays procrastination. Not delays procrastination. That is procrastination. It, it avoids procrastination. And it, it emphasizes just get shit done type of thing. But more than that, and it was an interesting video that maybe I can link in the, the description of this video. It's an interesting video because say you work for yourself or you work for uh, somebody else. You just have a long to-do list. You pile on a lot of action that you'd like to get done. Maybe it can get overwhelming. Maybe you do actually buckle down and fucking just hammer it out. You just... you. You, you really take on a plan and you feel spent at the end of uh, the day or the week or the month or the quarter or the year having accomplished those tasks. But 
it can be very easy to also just get consumed in the doing and the action. And most importantly, forget about what matters is just the actual enjoyment of it all. You wrote those items down on your do list. You decided that this was how you wanted to dedicate your time, energy, and resources to the world. You made all of this, these decisions. You also want the best for yourself. You want to maybe avoid suffering as best you can and, and bring more fulfillment. Well, make the decision and choice to do so then. Right? Like, fuck, why? Yeah, why be so cynical about it? Or why be so consumed in what's going on that you forget about the whole reason and purpose of doing it all is you do it, you do it because you thought it would be a good idea. You thought that this was a good uh, way to invest your time. So why then be uh, a negative Nancy about it after the fact? No, positive Patricia's over here, baby. So yeah, in saying so, change the mindset from to-do list to doing list. But more importantly than just the, the doing is to, to enjoy, enjoy it, truly cherish it. And I guess that comes full circle to how we started this conversation. It's just that whole gratitude piece. I haven't said all that, friends. This is good fun. Invest in your physical, mental, spiritual health, and it'll pay you back tenfolds. See y'all again another time. Peace. Thank you.